It is clapped out. Everybody tune in. We have a lot to sing and spray across your face. Man, I thought I had it there. I was on a roll though for real. I was doing the Mr. Sandman theme, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Mr. Sandman. Keep talking. I'm typing. I'm typing. I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get jiggy with it. Nah 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 nah. Are we on the Facebook yet? What are you you're typing for the Facebook is what you're doing. Yep. All right, everybody listening at home. Clapped out podcast episode 62.7 is live action right now. My name's Logan. Rise typing up a little. I'm guessing. Let's set the mood back here. I'm done typing. We're good. You're not, you're no longer typing. We're no longer typing. Now we're being live streamed. We are. Is this a better look? See, you did the thing. Oh no, that was my thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the jingle. Oh, yes, I'm loving it. <laughs> Stay far is there. How do I take this blurry background off my? I don't ah, know. It's got it. Uh-huh. Oh, much better. <sighs> what is it good for? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're for sure going to get hit with copyright infringement. First five minutes of the episode, all we do is sing songs uh, that we enjoy thoroughly. Hey, um, who do we have tonight? I have no idea. Really? No, I know. Who is it? Ray Liotta, famous actor. Ray Liotta. Is this broadcasting on the right Facebook page? Keep talking. <laughs> where are you? Where are you broadcasting? I'm just. It? I don't know. Maybe on my. Is it on my personal page again? Did I screw that up? I think you probably did, but it's just you as a person, so it doesn't Very surprise possible. me. So let's just keep this. Uh, no, keep... we're on. We're on the. We're on the right one. We're on the right. It is okay. I didn't get an alert. I know it's okay. We should probably, I don't know, but we should probably kick into something that people actually want to listen to because the first 10 minutes of a podcast being us mumbling, it's probably not good for our 12 followers. So let's just, let's wind this back down or up. Let's tweak you down and let's talk. uh, Let's talk business. Mm -hmm. This is where you come in. Let's talk shop. Uh, Upcoming events. Logan is currently registered. Nah, I, don't want, nah, I don't want to talk about that. That's going to upset me because the more I talk about you Why? not riding with me, <laughs> it's like we're in the infancy stages of what could be a huge, huge, you know, business endeavor. And you decide to go, well, it's like we just opened a franchise Burger mm-hmm. King and you're eating at McDonald's across the street. Right. Well, except it's more like you're eating at a very nice steakhouse and I'm eating <laughs> out of the dumpster behind the Burger King. <laughs> So uh, what what Logan's referring to very cryptically is that um, he has registered the Caprice for Sick Week. Uh, the registration sold out in like what three minutes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you didn't get in, it was I mean it was tough to get in. So, but prior to that, Logan had said that uh, really didn't have any intentions of taking the Caprice on Sick Week, and I had made a, an engagement. With, I never said that. You did I didn't. You totally did. Whatever that's, helps you sleep at night, Judas. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. But I had previously spoke with Eric Yost at Customs by Biggin, and I told him that I would ride shotgun with him. In the event that he 
decided to do sick week and uh, it turns out he did so i will be doing sick week as a passenger in his 1968 camaro with the lofty goal of running sixes on small tires in leaf springs in the quarter mile big wow deal. big whoop yeah Any, anyone <laughs> i mean Just, it takes a it takes a real pioneer like me to go 12s yeah a couple times. i mean who i mean it, you, you don't know what it takes you yeah. don't know you don't have the where wherewithal the werewolf werewolf, werewolf fall overalls do you have werewolf overalls mike finnegan do you have werewolf overalls <laughs> no i have a built-in sweater vest though there it is <laughs> they call them hair pants uh ladies and gentlemen mike finnegan you may know him from uh, a few shows on motor trend uh let's see roadkill faster than finnegan oh what's the third one this is good there what's we go. the third one hot Rod garage formerly of hot Rod garage oh that's a good one that's an old one that's a that's a reach that's what we call a reach back a reach around I throw mike finnegan ladies and gentlemen also of uh finnegan's garage on youtube so go over there like comment subscribe completely ignore us go support him hey mike how you doing i'm doing great can, before we just go any further can i just say something real quick yes yes absolutely i i love facebook because i i just logged on to facebook so i get rise messages tell me where the zoom meeting was and the first thing i see is lyle barnett posting the time slip cleese mcfarland went six dude nine, dude. yes <laughs> like wow. hold on hey rye you talked over him right when he said this the et so one more time mike what, what did he go Kalidus McFarlane just went 6.59 in mullet on 28s. Yeah. Like on a 2.75. That is not a light car, ladies and gentlemen. That is a freaking El Camino that I don't know the exact way, but it's like somewhere around 3,500 pounds. Yeah. And, it's, it's, she's hefty. It's a big girl. Wow. Like, I mean, yeah, the, dude, the first 6.59 at 219 miles an hour with a 117.60 on a 2.75. He not went a, four, not a 315, a 275. Went, dude, he went 436 to the eighth at yeah. 175. Um, and, and, you know, by no means am I, am I an insider at all into this, but I do believe this is the first weekend they've been running Davis Traction Control. And, and Mr. Peter Harrell. Peter Harrell, yeah. uh, expert up arrow manipulation on that deal because, wow, is that car come around? Whew. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to. Join the 200 mile an hour club at a dragon drive event. It's like, very, yeah. yeah it's, Wait, are you are you alluding to something with that? I've always wanted to. I, I'm nowhere near doing it. Like I, I'm a proud member of the you know 850 cert cage club. Like there's, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm staring at two cars in my garage that neither one of them will go faster than an 850. And what about uh, the Cadillac. And I'm like, same deal, 850. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have a funny car cage in there. No, I, yeah. I didn't want a funny car cage in that one either because it, it's a Cadillac. I mean, it would yeah, that's how I feel about the Caprice. You don't want to, I don't want to make it too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> want to ruin it. You have to just beat the women off with a stick in that car if you went 849, you know? It's one of those things. You got to like put the, the only, up. only person beaten off in that car. You know what? Let's forget. <laughs> Let's move on. I have video proof that it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> and i've been making a lot of money on OnlyFans with this proof thank you rye by the way <laughs> paying for my future kids college very welcome hmm. so mr finnegan yeah drag week is over 
Thank you've, God. You've come home. <laughs> you, you're one of the few people that came home from Drag Week with a, a running car, right? Basically, uh, yeah. you went to Drag Week to work on it and then came home. That's usually how I go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what is next for you in Drag and Drive competition? I, I don't think there's many of them left this year. And, and I want to go. I um, There's that new one, Street Neat, I think. Yep. But it's on the same week I've got to film a roadkill, so I can't go. Otherwise, I would because it's in my neck of the woods, I think. And yep, yours. That's uh, Devin Vanderhoofs. Yep. Yeah. I, I may be riding with Scott from Drag Week on that one. Scott from Drag Week. Yeah, they're just passing multiple. you around everywhere, aren't they? There's Ryan? multiple Scots from Drag Week. Which one are you talking about? There's only one Scott oh, from Drag Week. There's Cluster? there's Scott Brown. Some people argue, and nothing against Scott Brown and Capone with the 54 out of Texas. Love you, Scott. But Kleppinger, though. No, uh, nope. Scott Sublet, which is my Scott from Drag Week. Our, oh, I don't know our, him. Our, our Scott from Drag Week. God. You you will you will. He's he's the guy that has the the big Billy Goat gray beard that is pretty much in every one of my videos whenever i go to the track uh, okay okay he has no so, idea who you're talking about either I, I, know, I know i know in other physical <laughs> explain other physical characteristics but the scott from drag week oh yeah <laughs> he's he got real wide shins exceptionally wide shins like <laughs> that his is, shins uh, are like i've ever heard anyone describe another human yeah in that shins like ever? real wide. you do not want to get kicked in the head with these shins they're extremely wide that's pretty much my goal in life you know with regards to anybody, I just don't want to <laughs> in the head, you know. I feel like you got kicks a little bit during drag week though. And the play by play, like I think we got there. Yeah. So it was it was testing day one. You guys were swapping a different set of wheels on your car. Oh man, I almost forgot about that part. Yeah. So was... <laughs> <laughs> we get we get there, you got no wheels. I have a set of lug nuts that we had uh I only had the one set and I and I didn't care what we I really didn't care if the Capri, as long as the Caprice made it to the finish line, I was cool. Well, how so many we times did we go back and forth? Like, do we want to test? Do we not? Do we want to test? Do we yeah. not? And I was I like, just, screw it. What does it matter if we test? Who cares? We're not doing I would, anything. Well, I was stoked to see um, Mike, your car roll up at the end of the night there. And then it kind of popped and spit a little bit on the line. And then we pushed it off. And that was like the beginning of the, oh, it's going to be a long trip for Mike. This yeah, is going to be a little bit of, a, of an endeavor, I guess. The entire thing was just, I just wanted to drive the car. Like I, I probably, you know, I probably should have pulled the plug on that deal long before drag week, but I just wanted to drive the car. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I, I got the motor. I think I got the motor two weeks before drag week. And <laughs> then the week leading up to drag week, I was filming roadkill. So I wasn't even with the car. And my poor friends, David Newburn and Harry Haig and the other Australians, um, <laughs> they took the car to Mooresville to chassis dyno it. And, you know, I, I'm over in a different state. They're chassis dynoing it. I'm getting random texts. Seems like it's going well, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. But they're not getting any sleep for a variety of reasons. <laughs> and then they, then they have to go all the way back to Georgia from North Carolina to get the Aussies stuff situated and get all of my crap out of my garage. And so by the time they got the car to drag week, I think they'd only slept like five hours. Like it was, oh a, bad, it was a bad deal for all of them. And then, yeah, my wheels, uh, I don't even know what was wrong with my wheels. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like I got new wheels for the car. I got new tires for the car because it had sat for two years on flat tires and I didn't trust them. And the wheels wouldn't balance with the tires on them. 
And uh, this is my first time seeing one of those wobble balancers. What are they called? Bubble balancer. I've never static bubble balancer. Yeah. You just set the wheel on this like TP contraption and you watch it wobble around with a little air bubble. Well, the school of thought is like slicks, like especially racing slicks, like a bias ply slick is not, especially when you run them at low pressure, they get big and floppy. There's no real good way to balance them dynamically, i.e., spinning fast. Which is what you would do with like a radial or a regular, you know, whatever you would put on your streetcar. So you use the static balancer to kind of get it in an acceptable area. And then you don't even feel it because everything in a race car shake, rattles, and rolls. So that's why they use those. Yeah. And mine um, on Pete's chassis dyno, I thought the quarter panels are going to fall off the car. The car was finally <laughs> like Newburn was in the car driving it on the dyno, and he's like, "It scared the hell out of me." The glove box fell open, and he's telling me this through text, and I'm like, ah, "It always shakes, whatever. I'm, I'm not worried about that." But they were all pretty concerned, and so when we got to the track, I we took the back wheels off the car and the front wheels, and um, took over to Mickey Thompson and put him on the bubble balancer, and the, the whole wheel just went onk. Well, that's weird. <laughs> fell right Flipped off. Upside down, falls over the other way. Like we took my tires off, put the wheel on by itself. It fell over. Oh my God. And, and, and mm. this was also my first experience with a bubble balancer. And so I'm like, that's weird. And there's people standing around with their wheels. So I just started grabbing strangers wheels and putting them on there. And they're just sitting there. Like yeah. they're not leaning at all, you know, bone stock Viper wheel, just not leaning. And I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with my stuff, you know? And, um, and so I had sold my, wheels off my car uh like two years earlier to mike cotton and he had stuck them under his ford econoline van that is like bagged and body dropped well it's sitting next to his shop also hadn't moved in years dead battery aired out on the ground can't be moved can't even get a jack under it oh we saw it so did did we see it no but we went to his shop <laughs> i know i was like we'll i don't remember that, that. yeah <laughs> well he had to I don't even know the specifics. I just heard he had to cut sheet metal out of the inside of it to get the wheels out from the inside of the van. <laughs> oh my god! Right, and then ran them to my ran them to the track so we could put them on my car. And I'm like, okay, I got wheels that are round and you know fairly well balanced now, and let's go out on the track. And um, we're in the staging lanes, and I haven't driven this car. And I'm like, well, let's make sure the two step still works. And I park it on the two steps in the staging lanes. And the throttle sticks wide open. I heard it. It just sounds like a <laughs> shotgun going off repeatedly. I'm like, oh, and I turn it off, you know. And this was before you made it to the line to try to do your burnout, right? Yes. Yeah. We, so yeah, this we, thing was already hurt prior to getting to the line. No, it, it wasn't hurt at all. It okay, just, okay. What had happened was we had this new prototype throttle body that the guys tested on the dyno. It didn't make any power, so they put my old throttle body back on. And and this is I'm not there. This is what I've heard via text, you know. But what nobody realized when they did all that was when they switched from the old throttle body to the new throttle body and back to the old throttle body, they had modified all the linkage at the gas pedal and oh. other places, and just put it back together. I guess I think I don't even know. So, like to this day, we haven't all had time to sleep and talk about what happened, and um. So it the throttle stuck wide open. And so we're in the staging lanes and I really need to make a pass in this car. And um, so we're just monkeying with springs and all this stuff. And I finally got it to not stick or so I thought. I walked by at one point and saw you with a die grinder on the burst plate. 
Was that that same night? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was the next day. That was the next day. That was that was the day one. That was Monday. Day one. Oh, yeah, te- yeah. Testing sorry, day, sorry. day one. We're, we're, we're still on day zero. For everybody yeah. who yeah. you following along at home, this is still day zero. This is tech day and testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hasn't yeah. even happened yet. Oh, God. Tech was a mess, too. But anyway, we won't even get into that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm desperate to drive the car before day one of drag week, because all I can think about is the last time I did drag week on day one, it rained and we only got one pass. And I'm yeah. like, if this thing doesn't run good. That's not good. And if it runs too good and we go under 850, we can't even turn into time slip. So I, I kind of need to know where we're at, um, because I think the motor makes more power than it used to. But I'm not sure. So anyway, we've put it on the two step like three times in the staging lanes. And I think we finally had the throttle to stop sticking. Well, I go up to the starting line to do a burnout and now it won't even rev, won't even do a burnout. And I'm like, what is going on in my car? I have no idea. Let's just, let's just stop here and we'll regather back in the pit. And so we're in the pit and we're monkeying with the throttle and we think we've got that very well worked out. And I'm looking at the tune and, you know, spark plugs don't look great so we change those and the next morning we um we put it on the two-step again in the pits and it sticks again oh my god i'm like oh my god like this is crazy so finally we're really looking at everything like we we took the gas pedal out of the car it's just a stick now you know like (laughs) Like there's no more like that. There, there was got a pulley wrong. system out the window and he's operating the throttle. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's something going on now where like the throttle stick is it way past the middle of the gas pedal. And so when you're pushing on the pedal, it's, it's, it, it's over center it. You have, I to, think you said something, it's like something that slides under the pedal or is it just, yeah. From the factory, it's a stick and it slides yeah. in the pedal. Well, there was a bearing on the end of it yeah. um, that had gotten put there at Biggins um, when they were making the new throttle body work. And so whatever we had going on, it, it wasn't working. So we ended up taking the pedal out of the car and got everything working. Um, and it's time to go make the run. And my co-pilot, Tony Angelo, is like, hey, do we need to put fuel in it? I'm like, no, it's a five gallon cell. I put five in it out of one jug and then I put what was left over in another jug in there. It was way over full. I'm like, all we've done is put it on the two-step. Like, we're, we're good. And um, so we go out there and... Are you running on methanol at this point? E85. Okay. Yeah, with which, you know... Yeah, it's still pretty high consumption rate. Right. And and as it turns out, the tune is pretty fat. Um, you know, it was in the mid-sixes. Um, and uh, and I'm a gas guy, so I'm... Yeah, new, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what E85 air fuel is supposed to be. I just tune on a gas scale, too. Right. And so I'm used to seeing 12, 11, 10, you know, and so uh, we go out and make the hit and first gear is fine. Second gear feels good. Third gear feels all right. Click it in fourth feels all right, but it's just not pulling really hard. No. And I don't know anything's wrong. You know, <laughs> we just no did this. War- no warning lights. Everything seems OK. Three days ago. Yeah. And um, so I pull around and get my sli- I pull around and shut the car off and uh no, no, no. I go out the back door, pull the chute, and the engine turns off. And so I pull around, grab the chute, throw it in, and I go to start it and it doesn't want to start. And I'm like, God, maybe I blew the burst panel out because it, it's done that before. And then sometimes it doesn't want to start or it starts and just goes wide open, you know. If but the burst uh, panel's not there. Yeah, when the burst panel is there, it turns out that's an air leak. <clears throat> yeah, like, a little bit. You know, it's physics. I don't know. <laughs> but uh I get it fired up and I'm driving and it's just smoke everywhere. Oh my God. And I'm like, 
all right, maybe it's a little oil on the headers. We'll be all right. No big deal. Get my slip. It's slow. Ran like a 950 or something. And um, mile an hour is way down. I go back to the pits and we open the hood and I'm looking and there's oil on top of the valve covers. And it looks like it's coming out of the spark plug tubes. And I've had problems with the spark plug tubes. And I'm like, okay, they're not sealing. Whatever. No big deal. I'll call Pete. There's probably something going on with the tune because it's not fast. And we go to make another hit and we fire it up and it just choo-choos out of both pipes, just oil smoke everywhere. And I'm like, oh no. Damn. And so haven't even looked at the data yet. Start talking to Pete, send him the files. We're looking at it. And Pete's like, yo, it's got no fuel pressure going down track. And I'm like, how the hell can it have no fuel pressure? Like, and I, and I start thinking, oh God, this car sat for two years. Maybe the fuel pumps are dead. I don't know um but tony sticks his head and a stick in the fuel cell and it's almost empty how did it go through five plus gallons that quickly though dude so i'm i'm baffled by that evaporated or something i'm literally like how did we go through over five gallons of fuel just parking on the two-step driving it through the pit and making one pass I, i don't understand this you know and so you know the motor is not happy and I've got a video crew sitting there that I've hired to come follow us around, you know, for my YouTube channel, Finnegan's Garage. And I've got Tony who's flown in to do this deal. And we just a lot of side note about Tony, because this is the first time I met Tony. And I can't say what we discussed <laughs> in person. I will just say that it involved the amount of skin he has versus what I have in a certain region of our body. And it was a delightful conversation and he was an absolute gentleman and I would swipe so quickly if he was on Tinder and I was on Tinder, just a great guy. <laughs> He's All a great. Of, <laughs> the amount of personal conversation we had within, I mean, Ryan, you were standing there. It was yeah. Like, I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> I, I heard about saying, this. <laughs> oh, you did hear about this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the first thing he said. He yes, turned around, if I knew you. <laughs> turned around to the camera crew and he goes, was I mic'd up for that? Yeah. And like, no, you weren't. <laughs> it's like, I was kind of bummed that he wasn't because it was, a, I mean, it was a good combo. We really got a lot off our chests within 10 seconds of knowing each other. By the anyway. way, Ryan, your the phone call voicemail at the end of your last video had me on the floor. Which one was it? The, it was wait. the one where you wished he died. Uh, oh, know. in the taco truck fire? In the taco truck. I was <laughs> dying. Dude. I was just I've been going through, so I don't delete my voicemails. And in the rare instance that Logan, okay, well, it's not rare for me to not answer his phone calls. Thank you. I do that quite a bit. I'm very bad about that. Um, but in the rare instance that he does leave me a voicemail, they're usually gems. So I have a well, few it's, more. It's always like eight in the morning and I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand how anyone can sleep past like 7 a.m. I get up at like 4 a.m. every day. I can't sleep. And I'm always so aggravated when you don't answer the phone. Because it's like, I know you're staring at your phone. I know you see it ringing. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. 0% chance you're not like scrolling Instagram, see me pop up, and you're like, no. And you just keep scrolling Instagram. It's, it's, it's not it. it. It's, 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 it's just, oh my God. I, it's, it sits in the other room when I'm not on it, like on purpose. You know? Yeah. It, it, I need for to, everybody I need out to there. That. I'm not ignoring you. 
<laughs> I'm older. I grew up in a time where we couldn't always access each other. You know? Oh man, no! The... I grew up with pagers where you just stare at it, going, "Why isn't she texting?" Which I remember <laughs> the first StarTac phone. You guys remember the StarTacs? Did you guys have those? I didn't no. have those. No. They were little flip phones. Anyway. Oh yeah, the Motorola. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have one. I was not a baller. I didn't either. Am I, I knew I... people that did. Yes, that's that's where I was. Right. My dad had a pager, right. and that was the extent. I didn't get a cell phone until the first iPhone came out. Like I held off for so long. I bought an Ericsson and then it was stupid expensive. The plan was expensive. Nobody called me because at that point, nobody really had cell phones. And after like three months of paying the bill and not having anyone to call really, and no one called. Actually, it wasn't yeah. a call. No one was calling me on it because it cost <laughs> money too. So it was just like, they were still paging me and I was yeah, like, calling yeah. me. They're like, no, I got to pay for that. You know? And so finally I was like, screw this. I got Yeah, it. nobody wanted to talk to me. I, but I mean, I joined the Marine Corps and I was bouncing around at like 18, 19 years old and everybody else had the phones when they're like, hey, I'm about to lose all these free nighttime minutes. Oh, and singular wireless, wanna, man. Like, you got anybody you want to call? And I was like, yep. Nights sure and weekends. Like, hey, yeah. mom. Hey, yep. dad. Like, I would call my family on everybody else's dime. I never had to have one for at least the first, I think it was in like 2000. Yeah, when the first, right before the first iPhone came out is when I finally got a phone. How about the bliss of calling collect and when they ask you your name? I'm ready to go. Let's pick me up. I got to go. Yeah. And it's always like. <laughs> I used to call my mom or my dad. We'd be at the skate park and I'd be like, I'm ready to go. Come pick me up. And they'd, they'd know to come pick me up. I have to. Then they, they had the commercial. There was. Uh, Bob was had a baby. Babe? It's a boy. Yeah. Had a baby. Yeah. It's a boy. <laughs> oh, it's Mike. He had a baby. It's a boy. We work. Yeah. I work with a 23, four year old kid that doesn't like it's it's that not specifically, but like stuff is becoming retro to be to like be into it again. And every mm -hmm. time he mentions anything that like was a painstaking process for us to go through being like in hip and cool now, I'm just like, oh, I hate it so bad. I feel like my grumpy dad, like, why are you listening to Led Zeppelin? That's my band. Like, okay. The, the adult version of the Otta Baby Eats a Boy is uh, my friends and I, if we were at the bar drinking and didn't want to drive, we would just call AAA and get my oh friends out and we just lay down in the bed. That's <laughs> brilliant. You're that right. is a great idea it totally works most of the time yeah <clears throat> hey. all right where were we left off you tony angelo you had a whole camera crew there the car's blown uh, up oh yeah yeah so like i'm i know the thing is trashed i just know it i don't even bore scope it that that day because i'm just like this thing's junk and uh and so right around that time i run into jared scott and i tell him you know I'm done. And he's like, I'm done. I'm like, why? And he's like, I blew up my clutch and it went right through the bell housing. And, you know, I don't really have the parts to put a clutch in it where I can drive it fast. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, and he was pretty much the reason I came back is because he was going to run and I was going to run. And I love racing against him. Jared Scott is the Ranchero. Ranchero. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's won the A-Gas class, I think, two, three times. Like he's, yep. he's been the man. Well, when I'm not standing around there at some point, Tony went over and talked to him. And I don't know if he talked him into it or what, but they were like, take the motor of the Ranchero and put it in the 55. And I'm like, whoa, that's big. I was like, I will put back seats in the 55. And Jared and his co-pilot, Sean, you guys ride with us and we'll all go finish drag week with your engine in my car. And then I really started thinking it through. And I was like, dude, I'm hard on shit. I, let me see if he'll sell it to me. Um, 
and uh and i normally wouldn't do that because they're really expensive but i haven't driven the car in two years and i'm like you're already there everything's there makes a great story you got cameras there like it would be a badass it would be a badass victory right and for about 30 seconds it was gonna work (laughs) i was gonna have that motor in my car and I and he and I said, how much do you want for it? He said, I don't know. And I said, all right, well, I know he built it. Call up Indy Cylinderhead, find out what it'll cost, and then let's work something out. Well, he calls up Indy Cylinderhead, and they're like, all right, but it's going to take us nine to twelve months to get you another. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, you're going to be without a motor for nine to twelve months. And he's got plans. He's got a life. So that's out. Like we can't do that. And then couple hours go by and Freiberger calls me and he's like because we had he and I wrapped a roadkill shoot that ended at drag week um we literally drove to the track a couple days before drag week started in his gremlin and that has a hemi that um was originally in my car and then oh, I we we know yeah okay yeah so that night that, that night we went <laughs> so we alluded earlier we were at cotton's shop yeah oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. we were sworn to secrecy Oh. I uh man, I want to. I can't. Well, there but I, there's so it, much that I want to say, fucks. but I can't. Right? Help me not say what I want to say. Uh, Cotton was buffing and polishing the thing. We walk uh, in, it smells like a tropical. Paradise. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, look at this side versus this side." And he's like, "It's a surprise for Fryburger, so uh, don't, post it, don't post any pictures of it." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, we won't. Like, just weld the wastegate and untie Logan. Let us out of here." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, he calls me and he's like, you know, I thought the car had already been shipped back to California from our roadkill shoot. And he's like, no, it's sitting at Cotton Shop. Go get it and take the Hemi out. And I don't even think it through. I'm like, there's a solution. All right. So Cotton and Newburn bring the Gremlin. And at this point, we're out. Um, I don't know. It's like four or five o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. The thing's over with you know, we're out, but you know, we can at least finish, we can at least cruise, we can have fun. So without even thinking it through that motor starts coming out of his car. And by now we've met some locals guy named Kenny and his son gauge um, who have a mechanic shop and they show up with a hoist and tools and the four of us quickly rip his engine out and um, rip my engine apart or out of the car. And we have the, we just start going to work, but without really thinking about what we're doing, you know, and we get to a stopping point where the oil pan is off Freiberger's Hemi and the pickup doesn't want to come out of the block. And it's a cast iron block, aluminum headed Hemi with a tunnel ram and two carbs. And I call the engine builder and I'm like, Hey, that pickup doesn't want to come out of the block. Is it welded in? Cause we can't really see up there very well. And he's like, no, it's just red Loctite. And he's like, but what are you doing? And I tell him what we're about to do. And he's like, hey, you can't put any boost to that motor. He's, oh, man. he's like, it has smaller ring gaps now than when you owned it. And it was in blasphemy. And I was like, oh, and then it just dawns on me what I'm doing. I'm like, I have just I've just rebuilt my Hemi, which took me like two years. I've just rebuilt the Hemi that's in, you know, Freiberger's car, yeah. which we've now taken apart. I've blown up mine. <laughs> I don't want to blow up his. You yeah, know, you're, on the, just, you're about to do that. It's not, yeah, I'm a, I'm guaranteed to destroy that thing because I'm not going to just drive it with my top end on it and not go down the track and, you know, try to go fast. You're a way better friend than Rye. He would have blown my shit up in five seconds. <laughs> I he tried. Even about it. <laughs> I got 30 pounds of oil pressure out of that bitch. I couldn't get I, it to go all the way to zero. I, I thought, what well, would my Rye best do? efforts? And then I was like, don't be <laughs> Rye. 
And so, uh, <laughs> what would Ryder? Hang on, let me write that down. It's yeah. Shirt. So you know, it's now ten o'clock at night. You know, and all these people are here. We're all really tired, and I'm like, just stop. Just, I'm not gonna kill his car. You know. And so we shut it down and go back to the hotel. And um, I laid in bed all night. I didn't sleep. I'm like just thinking, how can I, how can I get out of this? How can I continue this? At one point, I was trying to buy a Hemi from a guy who had a pacemaker installed that day. Oh my god! His friend was going <laughs> to open up his shop, and you know, you and, picture him uh, showing up at the hospital like he's fine. Let me just take the check and let me get out of here. Yeah, like a friend of a friend knew a guy who collected Hemis and Hemi cards. Quick, before you go under the anesthesia, sign this power of attorney. <laughs> dude, I actually talked to the dude on the phone. I was like, we don't really have to do this. He's like, no, no, it's okay. And I'm like, I'm going to put boost. What do you got? I don't think for boost. I'm like, okay, good. Take care of your heart. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was going to use that money for my pacemaker. Oh, dude. And so, you know. We show back up at the track the next day and I'm like, all right, we're going to put his car back together. And I start looking at mine and I'm like, maybe it's not that bad, you know? And so at this point, have you pulled the motor apart yet at all? No, no. I just know what happens when you have 16 pounds of oil pressure or 16 pounds of fuel pressure and yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 pounds of boost. It doesn't go well. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the worst. And, uh, but I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to bore scope it. And so pull the plugs. There's no aluminum on the spark plugs. And I'm like, all right, all right. Borescope can't see any holes. And I'm like, all right, pull the heads <laughs> off. Don't see anything wrong with the pistons. And I'm like, we just knocked all the tension out of the rings. Yep. I'm like, I think we're okay, you know? So that day is day two. Everyone's in Indy. And I'm like, all right, we'll overnight rings to Indy. Um, got some friends there. And we'll load everything up for fibers. We'll spend today putting Freiberger's car completely back together, make sure it runs again. And then we'll bonsai to Indy, try to rebuild it, maybe catch up with everybody at Cordova or something. And so that's what we do. We spent the whole day putting Freiberger's car back to the way it was. And then loading all my junk. We had to put my motor back in my car to transport it because there's no room for anything. Oh, and, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a ramp truck that my car fits on. And the drag week trailer is full. And now we have a motor with the heads off and a piston out. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, so we'll just put the motor back in the car and saran wrap it and we'll go. And at like midnight, we're ready to hit the road for Indy and the brakes go out on my ramp truck. Oh my God. In the, in the parking lot of uh, <laughs> Madison. And I'm just like, all right, we're not driving to Indy tonight. Everyone's tired. We'll stay here in Madison another night. So that's like our third day in Madison, you know. Get and, me out of this hellhole. <laughs> dude, and normally Madison, great place. Love that place. But I, this is the second time I've been to Gateway in my life and left with, you know, the rods hanging out, basically. Oh. So we're over. We don't want to be there anymore. So we wake up, we fix the brakes. And it was something stupid. It was the proportioning valve had a pressure sensor in it, like mm -hmm. the factory one that turns on the brake lights. And uh, on the frame rail. Yeah. And. Yeah the the pressure sensor fitting right where the wire goes through it was peeing wire peeing brake fluid right out of that right through the center of it it was just defective note to self check the brake fluid sensor on the caprice because yep. i have yeah. the same one so now my ramp truck has a 
a real nice zero to 500 pressure transducer threaded in there out of my car. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause at midnight, that's what you do to stop the leak, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so then the next day we bombed down to Indy and I'm friends with some really cool dudes that race NHRA and crew on cars. One of them is Richie Crampton and, oh, um, the other one her. Johnny Lindbergh. Right. And, mm. uh, cool dudes who dropper. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Dude. <laughs> They hooked me up with um, a guy who has a shop called Snake Enterprises. Snake and, Enterprises? Yeah. And Homeboy... Immediately terrified to go. No, don't be. Homeboy is who everyone, everyone in Brownsburg, Indiana, which is home of all the top fuel teams, all the top alcohol teams, like everyone, anyone that's running a Hemi block that's made of aluminum on Tuesday takes their blocks to this guy when they've blown it up Sunday. Nice. And that's all he does. I didn't realize I didn't realize Brownsville had that big of a yeah situation. Yeah, it, it's you know, Indy is central to everything. I think Brownsville is like the Mooresville. Brownsburg Brownsburg, but it's it's a Brownsburg. lot like yeah, yeah, Brownsburg. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it's like Moore's. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR is oh Charlotte, but it's really all in Mooresville. Everybody thinks NHRA, Indy, but it's in Brownsburg. Hey. Yeah. See what I did there? Tied That's good. I like that. Circle. <laughs> circle. 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 It's called a it's called a uh a, a, a callback. Or clapback. Okay, so you have the motor, you have oh, the ability yeah. to repair. Yeah, like we're I have hope now. That's really all I need. Like at this point, all I have is the ability to not quit. Like we can't, we're no longer in drag week. We can't win it. We can't even finish it. We can just not quit, you know. And so that's good enough for me. And uh, it's good enough for Tony, which is nice. And so I overnight a new set of total seal piston rings. And what else did I overnight? Oh, I overnighted a new pilot bearing because in the midst of trying to swap my stuff onto Freiburger's motor, I used a loaf of bread to get the pilot bearing out the back of my crank. And then I installed it in his crank. And then when I went to take it back out of his crank, the loaf of bread trick didn't work. And we mangled my pilot bearing. So even uh, if we had got, even if we had got it all to work again. I just saw Jonathan Atkins posting about the loaf of bread. You know, after it he, works. It, it the only problem is it, the six shift record. If it, if it's this a weekend. captured bearing and if it has a cap on yeah. it, the bread will pop the cap sometimes and just bleed through the ball bearings. Yeah. I used a pack of mini muffins like two weeks ago because <laughs> I didn't have any bread. I was told Hawaiian sweet bread is the best way to go. Jasmine yeah. was so mad that I used her last bag of mini muffins <laughs> to get the bearing out of this crank. She was fucking furious. She's come. Did you the bag of strawberry mini muffins? Did you see those anywhere? And they're sitting on the toolbox covered in grease. I'm like, no, I don't. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. I can't believe you would lie to that woman. You're a brave. I, I could. I, she could tell. She, she, she made up for it later. Why does it smell so delicious in here? It did, dude. It did. It did. <laughs> it did. I'm, I'm sitting on the, I'm like sitting like Indian style on the ground, like pushing, like, man, I don't even care if it comes out. This smells delicious in here. It's like a bakery. Anyway. That's why my, my go-to is Irish spring. I find bar soap works better than bread anyway, but the Irish spring just smells really good. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Oh, dude, bar soap is like I use bar soap to lube the saw blade on my vertical bandsaw. Here, there you go. Because they make blade wax. I learned this. I learned this from you. Oh, for real? Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, where were we? So, I love oh, you. Yeah. wait, no, what? 
So overnight at New Ring <laughs> and um, didn't drop the soap. And uh, <laughs> too, too bad. Yeah. And um, we so we were in this shop and I've just met this cat. And this is that snake. What's it called? Uh, snake Enterprises in Brownsburg, okay. Indiana. All right. And um, so we're in there and get the motor out, get it ripped apart, get all the pistons out because we'd only pulled one at the track. And Tony is file fitting new rings. I'm disassembling the pistons and I get to one that the rings don't want to come off of. Oh, damn. I'm like, oh, hell. And it, I just look at it and you can see it's rough on one side and the ring top ring land is collapsed. And I'm like, good thing I got one. And uh, I have a spare piston that Pete Harrell ordered. And at the beginning of the trip, you know, because Tony and I don't live near each other. So he just show, showed up at drag week and was like, why do we have a piston in the trailer? He's like, if we need this, you know, I'm out. We got a huge problem. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, three, three days later, three days later, it needs a complete new set of rings. Cause all the tension is knocked out of the top ones and the second ones. And yep. one piston is junk. Just one. And Isn't I'm it like, crazy how a motor can get hot enough to knock the tension out of a steel ring, but not melt an aluminum piston. Dude, credit to CP. Those things are thick, dude. And yeah. whatever, I don't, I don't know if these are a billet or a forging. Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember. But so are the old BBPs up in there. They're like it. badass. Like, uh, you know, it's a tool steel top ring and a ductile iron second ring, and um, with a napier cut. Yeah, man. I just like how it sounds when you say it with a real country accent. Napier. <laughs> It's very fancy, very French. I'll have the Napier cheese. Yes, please. It does sound like expensive cheese. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm good on that. Unless it's from Mars Cheese Castle in Wisconsin, if you guys are familiar with that. But you're probably not. More of a cheese connoisseur <laughs> than anybody. Logan, where do you live? I don't even know. Uh, I live in a little town called Taylorsville, Kentucky. It's about 30 minutes east of Louisville. Also called Louisville or L- Louisville. Ooh. When I first moved here, I said Louisville, and they're like, "You talk funny. Where are you from?" It's not Louisville. No, I'm from originally. No, it's well, yes, it's everything. But like, if if there's a lot of pompous, like, been here their whole lives but never lived in the city type people that are like, "It's Louisville, not Louisville," and you're like, "I don't give it. I don't care. I'm all the way good." But when I moved here, so I'm from the Chicago suburbs originally. So actually, Byron Day Three was it. What, yeah, Byron, that, that was the, <laughs> that was the first time I've been back. That's the first drag strip I ever raced at. It's the first time I've been back to that track in like 12 or 13 years. It was really cool to see. But I'm from the Burbs of Chicago, originally in a transplant. When I came down, I learned very quickly to, to say Louisville instead of Louisville because people eat you alive down here. So you're in Kentucky and you're in North Carolina. How did you guys meet? How did this relationship blossom? Twas a, uh, I was working at Brian Tooley Racing. Um, I was doing all their marketing. And Rye had a gig called Bull City Speed, where that's what he originally started doing his videos and stuff on. That was and the he, channel that when I did Drag Week coverage in 2018, when I interviewed you at the end of the track in Charlotte, Mike. <laughs> you got out of your car. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the look end at of the track, I was nerd. like, ah. I was like hey, Mike, 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 real quick. Nerd, <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like, 
damn, he's on it. I should probably be more proactive with my YouTubing. <laughs> like, I saw you. That was when you went nine oh 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 oh. Yeah. Going for an eight. And oh. I can't because you're in the lane in front of me. Anyway. So but maybe I, mean, I was the Bull City Speed was the, the YouTube channel that I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do YouTube stuff. He was yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna be famous just now, is what he was gonna say. <laughs> um but he posted a video and uh, he didn't suck to listen to. And the the couple of the videos I saw, I, I enjoyed. It was it was not it was not the monotonous crap that I'd been used to seeing. And at the time, we had a marketing email inbox that was full of just it just absolute mouth breathers that I just didn't want to respond to. And I can say that now because I, I no longer am employed as a salaried position with BTR. Um, so. And I saw Ryan, I shot him a message and I said, Hey man, I'm going to send you one of our new cam kits. We have truck cams and I want to send you one and install it in your truck. And let me know what you think. If you want to do a video on the install so I can use it for marketing, that'd be awesome. And he wrote back and he's like, no, man, I can't take those parts, dude. I don't have anything to offer, man. It's got to be a symbiotic relationship. You know, you scratch my back. I scratch your back. Then I scratch more <laughs> Then you scratch more. We just see where the night takes us. And I was like, <laughs> All right, for sure, I'm gonna send this dude to camp kit. He's embellishing, but yes, he was like, I was like, dude, I'm nobody. I don't want to like, I don't want you to feel like you missed out on return on investment here. So like, you know, maybe give me some time. We can revisit this. Well, the other thing is like, I have actually never talked about the following. One of the, I wouldn't call it a regret, but one of those like, man, we could have done something there, and I kick myself over it is when Cletus's channel started to take off. I kind of missed an opportunity to reach out to him and say, Hey, you know, if you want to run some BTR parts, I'd love to support you. And that always kind of burned me because it, uh, and uh, no disrespect to Texas speed, but he went to Texas speed and they were one of the biggest competitors at the time. So seeing how much he helped Texas speed grow, I was like, son of a bitch. So I always had my eye out for like somebody that I thought could be somebody I chose wrong with Rye, obviously. He just looked at him. He's like, Oh, he's just as tall as, as Cletus. Yeah, just, yes, that was it. The height <laughs> was it. But that's how we met. And then uh, one day Ooh, I started, started doing clapped out videos again because he was doing videos. And I was like, if this idiot can do it, so can I. And then I called him one day and I said, hey, I just filed an LLC and it's and you're on it. And it's and we're using it's clapped out and we're doing this now. And he yeah. was like, it was basically okay. it. Like, All right. That's how the friendship started. Like he, he reached out and was started as very like Oh, I really hope I deliver and follow through on. Oh, he's so fake. You give me all these parts and stuff. I surely appreciate it. Like I turned full Canada. Like, oh, sorry, sorry if you didn't get your your money's worth. Just for the I record, did. like the first video series he did, he dumped all the needle bearings out of his trunnions <laughs> into his truck engine. And I call him like, "You're gonna because I we needed content. Like you did a turbo build or something on it. I did. And well, I, was, I was before the turbo build. He I was waiting me, on a video for you from you. He sent me. A full cam kit, and I said, I'm just gonna put the cam in. I'm gonna run everything else. I'm just gonna do cam and springs. I'm not changing the lifters. He's like, do whatever you want, and uh, it bit me in the ass within like 1,100 miles. It, <laughs> broke, it broke a lifter tray. It just <laughs> wiped out the whole cam. And so mm-hmm. I ordered a new cam, and I said, like, hey man, sorry, ordered another cam, blah blah blah. And he's like, you idiot. Yeah. And yeah, every oil change from then forward. Yeah, needle bearings are falling out. <laughs> so, the Tommy Kirk, the guy who owns MacFab Beadlocks, mm-hmm. bought that truck from me, and I, I warned him after he bought it. I'm like, "Hey, when you change the oil, 
I don't know how many needle bearings are in an LS lifter, but we're going to find out. So far, I've got nine. So just keep letting <laughs> me know how many keep falling out of this thing. Which it's crazy. The amount of junkyard LSs I've purchased and torn down, I have not once found a broken rocker in any of them. But they're all stock cam. So, I mean, no, no, it wasn't the rocker. It was the lifter. Oh, the lifter broke. The lifter. I thought, oh, my fault. I thought you broke a, a trunnion out of a rocker. My fault. What are you doing? You turning the mood, mood light? What's happening? Oh, he's looking for the lifter. Thought I had it. It's not there. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. Hold on. Okay. But that's um, the uh, the hellish relationship and how it started. Yeah. Like, so we know that Drag Week ended up. Uh, you got the motor rebuilt, kind of back in the car, <laughs> and then it hit us up saying, "Hey, where are you guys at?" And like, oh, we oh, left the last checkpoint. <laughs> And How about the wild get, goose chase he sent us on that one night? We we're get to our hotel, hotel. We've eaten dinner. We're back in the hotel room. We're laying down. And then I get a message from Mike Finnegan that says, do you know anybody that has a nine-inch center section? So, Mike, why don't you take it away from there? <laughs> uh, yeah. I had one spotted, too. I had one in St. Louis almost ready for you, too. This is oh, it's mildly embarrassing. So, um, yeah, rebuilt the whole motor, fired it up. No smoke. Sounds all right. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's load this thing up. It's now Thursday night. Drag week ends on Friday back at the track that we had been at for three days. So let's drive all the way back, you know, and <laughs> go there. Maybe they'll let us make a pass or something, you know, so the week won't be a total waste. Well, we end up catching up to some drag weekers at the last checkpoint. And uh, the last Which was the best, the best checkpoint. Yeah, that place seen. was cool as hell. Yeah, it was the Route 66 ho- Motel or Hotel in, and Museum in Springfield. Yeah, it was yeah, that place was sick. It's pretty sick. And um, and so I we were so excited just to see cars with yeah. in them. That, uh, <laughs> Other than the one you were working on. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa. So we unloaded it from the ramp truck and had one of the video crew drive the ramp truck. I'm like, let's just cruise the last hundred miles, you know. Seemed like a good idea. We got about two miles into it. Let Tony drive. And all of a sudden on the highway, bang, and just sparks everywhere. What oh, the dude. hell just happened? Yeah, the video and, uh, looked gnarly. It was violent. And we pull over and on the side of the highway, I crawl into the car and I look and I can see the drive shafts there, you know, and I can see you joints. And I'm like, all right, let's push the car. We push the car and I hear all this noise and it sounds like it's coming from the rear end. And I'm like, I think we broke the third member because that third member got changed on the chassis dyno. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I wasn't there. Don't know the specifics. I just knew, I think it was a used ring and pinion that got stuck on my third member. And so I just assumed that noise and the info I had that that's what broke. So in the dark, I immediately just started sending out messages. I think I needed the third member. (laughs) So no, I'm not pointing any point. Okay. Let me just, I, I would say I would do the same in your situation as probably as well. I, you know, my flashlight <laughs> was on my phone. It was tiny. <laughs> so, uh, so by the time we get to the hotel, cause now we've loaded the car back up and we're bombed down the highway in the ramp truck. By the time we get to the hotel, I've ended up talking to the guys from quick performance who built the rear end that's in the car and not the third member that's in the car. And, um, and the son of the owner is going to drive a third member down because um, they're like 
four and a half hours from where we're at and we'll meet him there the next morning. We'll change it. And then with any luck, maybe we can make an exhibition pass at drag week. So we get there the next morning at the track and um, jack the car up, go to pull the drive shaft out, rotate it around once. And there's no cap on the front U joint on one side. And oh. the, spring, the spring clip is gone. I just had this drive shaft built like a week before. And I think the clip wasn't seated all the way in the U joint and the spring clip came out, cap fell off. Good news. We don't need a third member. <laughs> oh my God. And now, did they already drive it down to the track. It's worse than that. It's absolutely oh, worse God. than that. As it turns <laughs> out, the son of the owner went to a YouTuber's house and they took it out of a YouTuber's car and then brought it down. Are you at liberty to tell us who they took it, whose car they took it out? Of? Oh, you know, on my video, I said who, and now I can't remember because you just put me on the spot. It's, um, oh, which, first. which one of your channels is this? This is on Motor Trend. This is on your YouTube channel, yeah, right? Finnegan's Garage. Yeah. Okay. I gotta, I gotta go back and watch this video. I'm, I'm brain farting who it was, but yeah. Um, so. There's a Mustang sitting out there with no third member in it. And it turns out all I needed was a U-joint. But luckily, Homeboy brought gaskets, fluid, including a U-joint, everything. So nice. we get the U-joint in it. The car is now in street mode because we drove it on the street. So now we spend the next 45 minutes pulling the side pipes off, putting the slicks on it. It's all ready to go. I fire it up. I've got some fans, kids sitting shotgun. We're running the wheels, warming up the rear end oil, everything. We are ready to make a rip in this car finally. And it just starts raining. Yep. It doesn't stop. And that's the end of drag week. Yeah. I like it. In <laughs> our, our little brief interview there. You were like, no, this rain's going to go away because I work really hard on my car. You, there was, <laughs> there was, there was pain in your eyes, dude. That, that interview, you were doing great. Everything from a verbal standpoint, you were on point, but there was a dark soul behind those eyes. You were tired. I don't like, remember an interview at all. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. No, it was a, it, that was one of those things. Even on the last day when it started to drizzle, I would be lying if I said I was upset about the rain. I was fine with it because we didn't, we didn't have oh, much no. of an adventure. No, because no, we wanted to get home. We we wanted to get the you know, only home. reason I was bummed was <laughs> I really wanted I really wanted to blow the caprice up on camera. And that was the only chance we had because we had limped it from track to track since we lost all that oil pressure. And then I walked the pits and I see everybody that was just praying for one final pass. And I felt so bad for feeling any type of relief about the rain. Like I felt like the guiltiest piece of shit in the world. You should, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. You know what my re biggest regret was, Logan, about Drag What's Week? What's that? When it was or we we left before the awards ceremony, and they drew my name for the gear vendors, and I wasn't there to claim it. It's the best. Like, there's no better sucked. way that we could have had that road trip back home. <laughs> did you see this? Did you, Mike? Did you see the video? Oh, I, I, I no, I haven't seen that one. I knew about the fact that you had won and and weren't there because I called you and apologized for the whole. Here's the I Survived Drag Week sticker, Mike. Oh, wait. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you, I was like, I got to get hard. all this bad karma off of me right now. That hurts so bad. <clears throat> yeah, we were driving. If you guys didn't see the clip, we were driving back from Drag Week, and we we're finally in the, in the Cummins. We have AC, finally. And we're all just decompressing. And we're probably like an hour into the drive back. Caprice is on the trailer. I'm, we finally don't have to ride in that thing anymore. 
And Rye gets a call from uh, Taylor Hedrick. And Taylor was wearing Rye's race suit the whole week. And look, <laughs> and I, I confused Taylor for Rye more than one time. So I'll explain why that matters in a second. But Taylor calls Rye and he's like, hey, man, uh, you're not here. And they just called your name for the gear vendors and, and, and you can't get it because you're not here. And yeah. Rye's response on the other end is, are you kidding me? And, and I understand. I don't know what's happening on the other end of the phone. This is all I hear. Ser are you kidding? Are you serious? You're fucking with me. Are you serious? A hundred percent. I'll turn around right now. I will turn around. Are you kidding me? We'll just go up there and take care of it. Just take care of it. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm sitting passenger seat. And Kick I'm his like, ass, Get I'm, my gear vendor. I'm, I'm like, what is happening? Like, what's going on? It's like the Chappelle's jo the Chappelle joke where he's in the back of the limo and the guy's just like, hold on a minute, and then just starts driving him to the hood. I for real thought that we were about to go and get in some sticky <laughs> shit because I couldn't discern what had occurred. Like either someone had died or, or someone had gotten beat up. Like I didn't know what happened. He, his ass. Well, he hangs the phone up and he looks at me and he tells me what had occurred. And I immediately get my phone out to film his face because I'm like, this is such a sweet moment. Yeah, I don't ever yeah. want to forget this. That's and it was just, dude, you got <laughs> now, now wow. my face looked the exact same as Logan's face when he lost a hubcap. No, no, no. The first one, <laughs> the first one I said verbatim, it's dead to me. We're going to keep going. I said, then, I didn't care. I did I, not care. I misnavigated and we missed a turn. And then Logan had to whip a U-turn and decided to do it hard as shit because he has a mini spool. And hubcap number two went flying off into the weeds, and I did not hold back. I just laughed the, right in his face. <laughs> I learned. I learned that the sound of a hubcap leaving a car sounds like anything else more terrible than it is. Because every time it happened, I was like, "We just lost something else's." I'm also PTSD because two days before the trip, a wheel flew off the car on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> so like everything's just flying off this car. Mike, did you hear the clip of Brian Loans? reading off racer in need for us oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have well, a, a racer in need logan tarrant in the 1978 <laughs> kind of crunched up caprice needs a what two front hubcaps yeah, like, in the windshield these. trim <laughs> yeah, i think i think we probably had an equally difficult drag week you know we did lose two <laughs> two hubcaps and some windshield trim yeah, the 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 windshield trim—that's really the gut punch. You know, at that point, you got to evaluate your entire <laughs> I mean, life. Have you, you should just turn around and go home. You know, you've lost an entire rear window and trunk. A uh, Cletus one Extreme Twenty Eights. No way. Yep. Oh yeah. He beat going six. He went six fifty four at two twenty one. Oh, he went even faster. Yeah. Well wow. done. Does Shot that mean Rick Prospero? Because the black or the green mom is bam, badass car. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know how, how fast has Rick Bispero been? I don't know. He's been in drag and drive for a while. I don't know. Hasn't if been, been in the while, but it was. I don't know if he's been in the 650s. Yeah. Damn. 654 to 221. That's setting the bar in a very difficult to uh, obtain place for me. I was really on thinking. A 275. <laughs> do it on a 235, then I'll care. I mean, so, I know guys have been faster to the eighth on a 275, but I don't. I guess I don't know what the quarter mile record is for a 275. It also take, it takes them a huevos rancheros to run that out the back door. Yeah. That car. Okay. So prior to today, um, Michael and the Volvo wagon was 
like that was you know in my estimation he wheels his nuts around in a wheelbarrow in that car that's yeah. why my car is getting the cage is getting at biggins right now is because of him i'm like if he can do it on small tires on drag and drive trim i can't right so like for me like i my not i don't know if it's the next car or what it is but the next thing i want to do is have a six second 200 mile an hour street car that you can do dragon drives with and i used to think you had to do it on big tires you needed you know a pro mod you needed all this stuff and then i saw the volvo do it with one turbo and an ls and a volvo wagon and i was yeah. like i'm like he's like you know at sick week last year he was like two or three tenths slower than pro mods i was like yeah dude and now Cletus in this El Camino went 654. Like yeah. not to take anything away from the, I mean, you know, you guys all know it gets, we know it's exponentially harder the faster you go. Oh yeah. Like there's a very, very long lengthy road and a whole lot of dollar bills between running, you know, a 690 and a 60. But yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like when when these guys go out like the big tire cars and they have a kind of a shit drag and drive week where they knock the tires off one or two times and they're average and people look at it like outsiders looking in are like, well, this guy's doing it with the LS single turbo and a Volvo and he's like, he's he's taxing these guys. He's top five, but the reality you is see, there's just uh, not that many competitors up there. But you those see, guys, you know, the the turbo and and the mullet, they're not going to ever run fives. You know, they're, they're, right, they're right. like you said, there is a gap the size of the grand canyon between a car that went 654 and a car that has gone 599 like yeah <clears throat> the um, don't work but damn that's impressive yeah absolutely <laughs> i think one thing that we can't even we can't pass over either is the stick shift stuff this year yeah oh dude, dude. Grub, grub so, worm, yeah so grubworm and granis in the finals uh granis granis took the win um Joel Granis went 669 at 221 roll, Roman gears. Wow. And Grubworm went 673 at 215 H pattern with an H pattern. Now, what I want to know about those guys, and a lot of a lot of stick guys don't like to talk about this, but are they doing what I think they're doing, which is you are moving the stick. However, you're either using a strain gauge or a yeah. soft rev limiter. To get it to change gears, you're not clutching. Hundred percent. You know? And there's no, yeah, there's no they way. They also clutching. have like they're using. I think I don't think they have a full billet case for a T56. But he's that's using the, a stock case. He's using a, a billet, a billet front plate. But he just blew his case apart the other day. T56 Magnum, and then it's got fifth and sixth gear deleted, which opens up a little bit more room on the shafts there for bigger one, two, three, four gears, full face plated, obviously. But uh, yeah, a little I mean, weight reduction too. removing those gears. The streetcar yeah. guys will run fifth and sixth synchroed and leave the rest of them. That's what Taylor has. Taylor Hedrick has. Yep. He's got a face plated billet. Yeah. You. Oh, yeah. You I don't know, explain. No, this. I, like, I, I'm explaining yeah, for everybody listening, I guess. But no, yeah, no, whatever, whatever info you have, I'll take because drag week was the first time I drove with that transmission. Yeah, because you had what did you have before? You had a G-Force in there, right? Yeah, I had a GF5R, which is you know, it's kind of a road racing style transmission. Yeah. Non-synchronized fifth gear is one-to-one -one, sucks on the highway. Mm -hmm. Not even that great on the street. Got to be honest. And I went to a T56 that G-Force built and it has the billet front plate and first yeah. through fourth is faith plated and fifth and sixth are over <clears> on the highway. Yeah. It's, oh, dude, it's Nirvana. That's, That's what I had in the FD. 
before I went auto, it, it was when I blew my Dart 388 up on the dyno, it had that trans G-Force face plated first through fourth, fifth and sixth synchro. And um, after that, I put an automatic in it for no reason. Like, I don't, I still don't know why I did that. I, maybe just to beat Rye that one time. <laughs> We've talked, I, and I've gone back and forth on it. The stick shift stuff, there's no way that, there's no way I could, I could chase what those cars are doing now with my chassis. But it would be cool to see a seven anything with a uh, H pattern stick. Yeah, I mean, you remember the whole world watched when Cletus busted into the sevens, and now going park. sevens with their stick shifts is like, man, yeah, it's a walk in the park, and, and that's crazy. a very short period of time. Yeah, it is. The thing I like about the stick thing though is so like, like uh, I don't know if you guys can see it, but my Bel Air mm-hmm. drag and drive with that, there's hardly any cars doing. It. Yeah. Gassers. So if I show up to drag week, there's three, four, five cars in the class, maybe if you're lucky. Um, sick week, very few, you know. But if they have a stick class with 12 cars in it, I'd rather go enter that. And short of these massive events like FL2K, the cars running stick in those events are, you know, not running yeah. six and seven. So you have more of a shot. I'd rather race those guys than and so uh yeah i don't know this car will never have an automatic in it i like i I think the i think now that i have the caprice and it's just such a blistering fast vehicle i think now is the time for me to put a stick back in the rx7 i thought you were selling the rx7 yeah i've gone back and forth i I put a drag wing on it today and it looks cool so i'll probably keep it another couple weeks he's there you go things like mike i can attest that that thing in person looks as good as it does in pictures it does not it's a pile of trash i do need uh (laughs) the car is cool (laughs) i do need i need to i think i do need to put a stick shift back in it though for this next year if i can go seven anything with an auto this year and yank it out and feel like i did something that's fine but in the rx7 yeah it's got a piston rod 2j with a like a stock ported head with giant cams and a garrett 76 millimeter uh, we've been eight what are we, 833 on a junk pass the car has the power and it has the car weighs 2450 without me in it wow. here's our call out you're mike on a drag strip your 2jz versus our 2jz <laughs> um we'll give you four cars the break and the clear can i get lock in five hundred dollars um, on five thousand dollars or better I don't, I'm not a party to this. This is on, this is on Rye. Can I get uh, the little pop-up bumpers that they have at like the bowling alley for the kids when they're bowling? <laughs> so, you stay in your lane. A little extra protection for you, not for me, but for you, just to make sure, you know, I don't scuff that Smurf blue, berry, whatever. Purple. Honestly, I'm going to put out there right now, Death Metal Challengers, no, not no, I think if you look over in the right lane and I'm there, my wheels will already be pointed left directly at you. I could. <laughs> I got to admit something. I haven't told anybody this, but uh, the turbo lag in that car bums me out. It's so bad. I didn't like driving in it right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of like, I, I was actually the other day going, I'm just going to put a pro charger on this thing because I'm so sick of the turbo lag. Did Dude, you guys, it's, did you guys plan I, this? Because that's the same complaint, Logan. He called me one day. He's like, I drove the RX-7 today and it absolutely fucking sucks. It sucks so hard, yeah. dude. 
It makes well, 1,100 kind of, horsepower, and you could read a fucking entire... You could read every single Goosebumps by R.L. Stein novel that was ever released <laughs> in the time it takes to fucking spool. By the time it by the time it spooled, I was so pissed that it took so long, I just lifted it out of the throttle. I'm like, I can't even enjoy this. This is terrible. So then I, I, call, I called Garrett, and I was like, Tim at Garrett. Tim called me. I'm like, hey, Tim, the 76 sucks on the street. Can I have... We have something smaller that we could try to mess with? And then he sent me a 62 or something? 60 G40? I don't know what it is. That's, that was the plan, is a smaller turbo and a stick, and maybe it'll be more enjoyable. Mm. How much cage is in it? Just 850 cage. Oh, yeah. What are you doing with 1,100 horsepower? Then? Who knows, man? You know, Same thing know. I was doing with 1,400 horsepower and 850 cage. Mike, I was running sevens. Oh, boo. Boo. So you ran. can't yeah, wait wait i'm sorry you uh seven there it is <laughs> there it is as he reminds me every time i bring it up if they, hadn't, of, if they hadn't closed the event early you'd have did it again yeah i would have done it again yeah, for sure totally totally uh on that note boys i do have to get going i gotta wake up very early tomorrow morning all right i'm gonna do a quick this or that with mike real quick okay okay bring you sticking around for this okay mike ready chevy or ford chevy okay east coast or west coast oh West Coast. Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon. Come on. Earnhardt. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. S- mini trucking, S10s or Toyotas? Toyotas. Ooh. Drag racing, slicks or radials? Oh, I really don't give a shit. Um, That's a fair answer. I say right down the middle. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. C10, 67 to 72 or square bodies, 73 to 91? Oh. Like picking your favorite kid. What are you doing with my life? <laughs> man. Um, square body. Yeah. My man. Okay. Um, uh, Metallica and Justice for All or the Black Album? Come on. Justice for All. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, Logan or Rye? <laughs> Can I punt? <laughs> friend. Uh, well, this week, Logan. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not over that whole. Okay. You know, All right. Hey, you well, next dragging. question. No, you didn't. Thing. <clears throat> Mike Cotton, Dave Newburn. Oh, uh, <laughs> Newburn, because it's always Cotton's fault. <laughs> uh, LS or small block Chevy. LS. LS or two J. Two J. LS. Whoa, two J over small block Chevy, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Finnegan <laughs> from Finnegan's Garage on YouTube, faster than Finnegan on Motor Trend Channel, as well as Roadkill. Uh, my name is Ry Klemp. That's Logan Tarrant, and he has to go to bed. Head over to clapdot.com and pick up some merch. All of our shirts are 15%, $15. They're only $15. Thank you very much to Monster Clutch Company, Force Performance Turbochargers, and Brian Chewley Racing. This yeah, we didn't, plug, we didn't plug anybody. I just did it for you. And Thank that's, you. For, for us. That's, I'll just stop talking so I can end the recording.